the new marketing for your small business podcast. Delivering the latest opportunities in marketing to help your small business grow and prosper in a digital world. Welcome back to new marketing for your small business. I'm Luke Porter with Moving Tree Media. And I am William Schultz with Vivid Concepts Media. And today, episode three is, who is William Schultz? <laughs> today, I'm gonna to be asking him some questions about his background, his skills, his types of projects he works on, and just learning more about him, and hopefully can bring you guys some value in the process. So why don't we take it back to what got you interested in digital marketing? Where did that start? You know, you know, I can't go, well, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of follow your lead to some degree and go back to my, when I was a kid, like my first creative memory. Um, when I was a kid, I was the only child, so I had to um, figure out ways to entertain myself. Um, and when I was a kid, we used to go to Best Buy, um, and they used to have this keyboard that had a drum machine on it, like a drum pads. And I would beg and beg my mom for, I don't know, maybe two or three years. And finally, one year, she, she bought that, uh, that keyboard for me for Christmas. And, man, I would spend hours doing my own concerts and stuff in my bedroom. Like, I swear, I thought I was at a, you know, some big rock star or hip-hop star. Oh, hip-hop really wasn't even that big back then. Making my little beats and stuff by myself. And I ended up transitioning from that into... Sometime in high school, I started getting into a lot of trouble, and a lot of the people that I were, was hanging out with started a record label um, when I was in college, uh, my freshman year in college. And I would come back home on the weekends, and they made a little music studio in their, in their bedroom, and I would spend my entire weekends making beats, okay, on that equipment. It brought me back to that, that moment when I was a kid. So my first foray into the creative side was through music, but also marketing. Um, we ended up creating our own uh, record label, and I don't know why, but somehow I figured out how to make flyers on in Word because my mom had Word, and um, I would promote the shows. We would promote the CDs. We would promote, 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 and that was kind of like how I really got into the creative and the marketing. That's when my world came together was through the music business. So where did you go from there in the music business? How did you, how did you learn the craft? Because a lot goes into that, the music production on the back end. How did you learn that and where did that take you? You know, I think like anything else, like you had talked about it too, like you, you had mentioned about like your video, the programming, right? Where you just, when, when you're interested in something, you just do a deep dive into it, right? And you kind of almost become obsessed with it. Like, this is really, I, I really love this. And for anybody out there that hasn't found that in life, man, I feel I, I, you need to find what you can obsess over in a healthy way, obviously. And um, so with the music, I just started, there was a producer and there would be an engineer and I would just kind of learn how to work the equipment because you had to learn how to program when you're making beats, it's, it's, it's a programmable thing in the, in the early 2000s, late 90s. And then that evolved. The record label didn't work out. And I started my own music production company with another gentleman. And at that time, um, he was working at this million-dollar studio in downtown St. Paul. And that's when I really got into the music business and got really professional. I quit my day job um and became a full-time music producer recording engineer and concert promoter that was like i went all in on that uh for several years um 
and uh, you know, had a lot of lot of fun, a lot of sleepless nights in the studio, and uh, you know, a lot of heartbreaks as well. <laughs> so, what were some lessons that you learned through that process about storytelling, about how marketing works in the real world? Yeah, you know, I think you know, my main thing was I was a producer. Um, and what a producer did in the music business is kind of like the director of a movie, okay? And what I would do is I would have a client, uh, a singer or a rapper, um, songwriter, whatever, come in and they would explain what their vision was for their song and who they were and, and what they wanted to do. And my job was to kind of put them in that recording booth and create that vision, help craft that for them. Because a lot of people, you know, I always say this, Michael Jordan had a coach. At the end of the day, the greatest basketball player that ever played still had a coach that needed to push all the right buttons and really help bring things home. So I, I, for me, what I learned was I learned how to take somebody's vision for themselves and help them tell their own story uh, through um, audio format. Um, and also what that allowed me to do was to learn kind of how, because when you're creating a song, it's very visual, even though it, to the listener, it's very audible. But think about when you listen to a song and you're listening to the lyrics, you're telling a story, right? You're, you're picturing like that if there's a song about someone packing their stuff and leaving, you're visualizing that, that woman who's fed up packing her bags and leaving, right? So um, that's kind of where the storytelling aspect came. And then in terms of the marketing aspect, I had to learn how to market myself um, through content. And that in my day, MySpace was was a big thing. So, you know, learning how to who to take pictures with. I used to promote my own shows, making sure that I had the right people at my shows that were up and coming. So they would bring a large audience and they're bringing a new audience to me and my brand and those people getting to know who I was. So that was kind of my how music prepared me from the creative aspect and the marketing aspect. And then where did you go next? What was after that? So in the music business, I had two kind of clients, right? I had cli clients that had money and clients that had talent. <laughs> and no disrespect, when I mean talent, I mean that generational type talent, like once in a lifetime type talent. And, and sometimes the two, you didn't get both, okay? And so I had a lot of my paid clients were people that had great jobs and they just wanted to record a demo and maybe see if they could get into the music business. And what happened is that was in the, you know, uh, 2005, 2006. Well, then the economy collapsed. And when the economy collapsed, it took a toll on those people. And I didn't have those kind of clients anymore. And a lot of my clients were more on the streets and things like that. And I just kind of lost. Also, we had an artist that we got a record deal signed and then it just didn't work out. And that just kind of like, man, really sunk took the wind out of my sails. I was kind of like, you know, I had a lot of heartbreaks in the music business. I'm kind of done with this. So I was working a, working a, my uh, nine to five. Well, no, I wasn't working a job then. Finding a job was hard, you know, it was a tough business. I ended up working in a catering company part-time. That's how bad it got for me. And then, um, you know, I, my cousin had a construction business and he, he was making good money, wanted me to do some sales for him. And so I started knocking on people's doors and uh, doing sales for him and became one of the top, the top sales guy for him for six years. He bought a, a, another construction business and then I started doing business to business sales. So to really answer your question, that's when the, when everything was unlocked for me, when we started doing business to business sales.
knocking on doors is definitely a challenging way to do marketing. <laughs> Did you learn anything through that process? I learned that <laughs> this might not be relatable to our audience in terms of this comment, but <laughs> what was funny to me is I learned that women make the decisions in the household. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for sale, because I had not been married up in this point, so I always thought men made the choices, and we were selling construction services, so I found out really quickly that men do not wear the pants in their household. <laughs> but what I, what I learned is that you, you're, you to, be, to be very uh, persistent, and, and you're going to be told no a lot. So I learned that from a sales standpoint, being told no was gonna happen. And then from a marketing standpoint, I learned that what's probably the single most important piece of marketing is listening to what somebody's needs are. I think oftentimes for our business owners that are listening to a lot of people nowadays are in such a hurry to tell people what they do that they don't take the time to listen to what somebody actually wants, right? So those are probably the two biggest things. Men don't make the decisions in their household, but you, you, you have to listen to what your potential customer might want. And getting told no a lot, as digital marketers, there's ways where, through our client work, we get told no a lot, where maybe this Facebook post just isn't performing as well as these other ones. Maybe this Instagram post got no likes at all, and this other one got 200. And those are some of the ways that we get told no, and we just adapt and we test and we see what that audience actually wants. And like you said, we listen. Yes, yes. And that probably goes to patience, right? Um, a lot of times clients, whether they're our clients or other people's clients, we'll just say business owners in general, they don't have enough patience to see something through, right? I often tell my clients that, you know, hey, I'm doing your brand, more of your branding than just your marketing. It's gonna take 12 to 18 months to build your brand. It's not going to have, so just know that the first post we do that you're paying a pretty penny for, you're really paying for that future than you are right now. And so it's really important that people understand uh, the patience of it. And that's probably another thing that, that we, we've learned and that I learned knocking doors is being no is also a form of being patient. So you start doing B2B stuff. Take us from there. So B&B was where everything clicked for me. Um, I was working for a restoration company and my job was to market and sell to insurance agents, people that are business owners, small to medium sized businesses. Um, and from there, I was able to bring my creativity back in and my love for promoting. I love promoting. I don't know what it is, but I just love creating a flyer or a piece of content that connects with people. Um, and through that process, I learned that oh, we need some video. So I actually hired a guy to do some drone video. And he did some drone video. We would do uh, roofing projects and they would, I'd have him do like before and after. And he was pay, you know, charging a pretty, pretty penny. Well, this guy moved to New York. And I'm like, shit, where am I gonna, who's gonna do this stuff? I'm like, I'll buy a drone then. I'll figure it out. So then I bought a drone and I bought a GoPro and I started doing videos. And then I just got hooked, man. I was like, wow, I love making videos because I hadn't been doing music anymore. So that was my new, that filled my void. And, and you can speak to this probably as a creative. As a creative, we have to be doing something creative in our lives. Otherwise there's this emptiness, right? <laughs> so um, 
fast forward, what the, the real light bulb for me, Luke, was I would go to these conventions for this business I was in, and there would be, you know, three, four hundred uh, different um, people from this organization meeting every year. And the other sales and people, marketers from all around the country were telling me how great my stuff was. And at that time, I didn't know I was good. I didn't really think I was good, but they, they thought I was. And these were people that I respected. So from that point, I knew I was like, you know what? I'm actually good at this. And then we took um, a, a, a construction and restoration company to making no money. Um, to being in the red in about three years to making, you know, millions of multi, two million multi-million dollar companies combined. So then I was like, I could do this, you know. How did you learn those skills you needed for drone, for video? I mean, you had some of it from your previous background, but was it University of YouTube? <laughs> it was definitely University of YouTube. Um, going on YouTube and learning the different aspects of drone and you know anytime I do something if I have a question I just google it and oddly enough there's a lot of people in the world that have the same questions as you and I think an underrated aspect of learning that I want to share with business owners because maybe this can bring some value is Facebook groups so what I did is like so for instance I like Sony cameras you have a Sony camera I joined a Sony camera group so anytime I have questions about like accessories or um, different techniques or whatever, I'll go to that group and there's people that know so much more than I do. They'll answer those questions. <laughs> Same thing with the drone. You know, I didn't know, I, I remember po I posted my first drone video and people were like, you don't have your part one, was it part 105? You don't have your part 105. I'm like, what the hell is a part 105? Well, for these guys listening, a part 105 is a, a license you need to legally do drone videos and charge uh, charge money for your for your drone videos. I didn't know that until I joined these groups. So, YouTube University and 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 Facebook groups. Those are the places I was able to learn the, some of these skills. Yeah, I think that's important to note because if you don't want to hire a professional to do stuff for you, learning yourself doesn't have to mean taking a three thousand dollar online course. And some people do learn better that way, but for a lot of people just doing it video by video on YouTube or post by post in a Facebook group is an amazing way to learn these skills. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. So how did the transition happen to having your own business? So I think, you know, around the time I'm starting to realize that I'm really good at this marketing and sales, I'm realizing that I'm only helping I'm only helping one person, which is the owner of my, this company, which was my cousin. And I'm only talking to one demographic of people, which is insurance agents. And I'm realizing that kind of, I'm realizing that I want to help more people. I, I, I don't, I wasn't feeling as fulfilled, um, just kind of like, only talking to insurance agents and I love the relationships I built with a lot of those people and I love my cousin cousin obviously and I owe much of where I'm at now to him and his opportunities but I made him a lot of money <laughs> I made some good money in my own but I'm like I want to help other people make money I want to help 10 12 20 businesses make money and I want to work with 10 or 12 different industries just not one so I think my desire to help more people and touch more industries is really what led me to, to step away. I mean, I walked away from a six-figure income. I mean, I was making really good money and now I'm 
to zero and I have to start, you know, basically from scratch. But I think we talked about it in, in your last part, in your, in our last episode is, you know, having that passion for something and how important that is. So now that you are doing it yourself, what services do you provide? So uh, Vivid Concepts Media provides services that include basically video, photography, um, and email marketing, Facebook ad marketing, you know, social media marketing. But I guess really, really similar to you and your company is we really just want to be your media and content creation source. I want to record all your videos, take all your pictures, write all your content, and distribute it on all your platforms. I think that because this is the new marketing for your small business, the new marketing is you have to be a media company. We're both Gary V uh, followers, disciples, and we strongly believe in if you're really gonna be a successful business, you have to think like a media company or you have to hire a media company like our companies to manage and create all of your content because one of the things I always say is today, we communicate, the world communicates through social media. My kids who are in their 20s, they do not use Facebook, or I'm sorry, they do not use Apple Messenger to talk to each other. They text each other in Snapchat, okay? So they're on a social media platform texting all the time. If you have friends in other countries, you're talking to them on WhatsApp. Um, you know, we're on our social media communicating with each other a lot more than we think. And I think if you're going to really build your business as a small business owner, you have to do the same. So my company, your company, our companies, that's what we do. We are your kind of your conduit between your customer and, the, and your business. But that conduit is the social media and that, and that media part is probably the, uh, the most important part of that, that phrase. So if a small business wanted to do their social media themselves, what, what advice would you give to them on where to start? YouTube University. <laughs> YouTube University. I think if you want to do anything right now yourself, you have to have two things, an interest in it and a, a desire to, to, to seek out the information. I don't think, I honestly believe that anybody in, in 2022 and beyond can do whatever they want if they have a desire to seek out the information. If you are a small business owner and you want to market your own business, then you should listen to this podcast first and foremost, right? And go on our Facebook group and get involved with our page and, 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 and consume some of the content we have because we'll point you in the right direction. But I also think you need to also decide first if you have enough time to do this. I think most business owners don't have the time to market and create a hundred pieces of content for the next three months on their own. Because then you also have to pay, do payroll, manage your employees, find new clients. You know, if you have a retail store, you know, you're, you have to deal with your customers, customer complaint. I mean, all these things, emails. So um, those would be my advice. My advice would be YouTube university, but make sure you have the desire and the interest and the time. What is your favorite part about the work you do with clients? If you had to pick one thing. I think my favorite part is getting to know the, somebody's business. I, I'm, I love getting to know what somebody's business is and figuring out how to, what their brand is and then how we can tell their story. 
Um, I have a client now who works in mortgage business and she loves, she's a mom, but she's like a, 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 a you know, a, 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 we call her like a, a mama preneur, the mommy preneurs, but she's also a dog lover. So I love creating content around her family and around her dogs. Because everybody who does mortgage, you know, they're going to talk about their rates. We're going to talk about, you know, uh, call me for a transparent experience. I know all that company crap that everybody says, but how many are posting their dogs? Um, so example, what I'll do is they'll, she'll, I'll, I've asked her to upload pictures and videos from her phone to a cloud. And then I go in there and I create memes and video and marketing content from her phone. This has nothing to do with um, mortgage stuff, but it has to do with her brand. So I love being able to do that because most, I believe most businesses are gonna be like, well, just record a video talking about rates, record a video talking about how good your, your business is and how great your service is and how much you love your customers, which everybody does. But if you're posting a video about being a dog lover, guess what hashtags we're using? Dog lovers, because did you know dog lovers need mortgages too, <laughs> right? Did you know sports moms need mortgages too? So that's kind of what I love doing is finding that, that angle and telling that story from a different perspective. I think that's a great point for business owners listening to this is don't be afraid to show your own personality and interests on your social media platforms. It doesn't have to be all business all the time. If you are selling insurance and you love vintage pinball machines, Man, show that. People love seeing that stuff and you might find that those posts are your most successful posts. So last question for you, where do you see the industry heading in the next five years? You know, I think, I think the industry is headed, um, something sim that you said on our last episode, um, I think it's going into shorter form uh, content. I think we're going to be telling stories in you know, 30 to 20 to 10 seconds or less. I think that it's going to be essential that you have, are able to capture somebody's um, attention right away. I also think there's going to be a, a move into the digital world um, with the metaverse and, and virtual reality and augmented reality. I think you're going to see um, a, a, a push to market into that world because wherever there's attention, there's going to be marketing. That's how the world works. So wherever our attention is going, um, that's where our marketing is going. I would love to see more small business owners get away from buying uh, radio ads, buying print ads, buying billboard ads, uh, doing mailers. I think that you're, the, the, the cost of that doesn't fit the reach that you're getting. Um, so I would love to just see more of us push into this media. I think the media is just going to keep growing. I think that the, the, the transparency is going to be really important in the future of marketing. What I would love to do, um, and I think we'd end up doing this together is when we find a client that's can afford it, I would love to create a reality TV show around a business. I think that's honestly the true future of a business is having almost a 24 hour, like a TV show access. And then the next step would be a live stream business, kind of like the Truman show, but with a business where you have cameras literally plastered all over this place. And your business is a TV show that someone can tune into at any given moment and see what's going on. Like, do you understand how crazy that would be 
but how many, you know, you, it, there's a lot that would go into that with release forms and that and liability issues. But if you had like a, even just a mom pa business that could afford to have GoPros plastered all over and we could afford to have a crew that can edit that really quickly or can, can do the, uh, the changes or maybe we just have a, however, I think that's the, the, the honest to God future will be a businesses turning into reality TV shows. And whose business is more interesting will be the one that will start winning and who has the, the, the bigger characters in their, in their business will be the ones that start winning, I think. I, and I just thought of that now, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and that's crazy. <laughs> no, that is really cool. Right, that. right? <laughs> so where can people find you online? So um, you can find me um, on LinkedIn, um, and Instagram at, at Vivid Concepts Media. And then you can find me on Facebook at, um, at Vivid Concepts Media Agency. Um, also, I have a personal brand as well. Uh, you can find me on Instagram there at, at William Schultz Works, and that's William S C H U L T Z uh, Works. And, uh, you know, you can find us um, hanging out. Um, here at the uh, new Marketing for Your Small Business page and podcast. Uh, we're going to be spending a lot of time there and posting a lot of content on that page. And uh, man, come hang out with us, man. We can't wait to you know, give you guys more of what we know. And just and honestly, probably the other part we're missing is we can't wait to hear, hear, hear from you guys and hear what you guys are doing as well. Yeah, and we'll put all those links in the show notes for you. And we will have our very first guest on our next episode, so we're super excited about that. Otherwise, like William mentioned, you can find us on YouTube and our Facebook group, New Marketing for Your Small Business. And thanks for watching. Thank you, guys. See you next time. <laughs>